That's what decluttering does. It makes you feel lighter. It helps you to connect to each item in the house. As a result of which, your decision-making capability will be much clearer, much higher. And the connect that you are established with yourself, right? Because whenever you see something, it has to connect you. That particular connect will develop. Your rooting, your grounding will become much, much better. Hey guys, welcome to yet another episode of Power of Passion. I am Nivedita, the host of this show. In this show, each week I interview the inspiring personalities who follow their passion in order to help you to understand your inner potential and how to live your passion with a purpose and lead a meaningful life. Today, we have with us a very interesting and inspiring guest, Lavanya Ganesh. She is the founder of Soulful Spaces, a company that is into professional organizing. She is a certified KonMari consultant, fourth in India and the first in Tamil Nadu. She is a process-oriented professional with over nine plus years of experience in operations and training and development industry. The search for her calling has helped her to create Soulful Spaces that has stemmed truly from her passion. So without further ado, let's welcome Lavanya into our show and dive deep into our conversation. Hi, Lavanya. Welcome to my show. Thank you so much for coming. Hi, Nivedita. Thank you so much for having me on your show. It's definitely a pleasure to be here. Thank you so much, Lavanya. So let's get started. Sure. You are the founder of Soulful Spaces and you have been into operations and training for nine plus years. And now you are into professional organizing, right? Yes. What is that you're doing? Can you share us in detail about what it is all about? Right. Our professional organizing is basically putting your outer world in order. You have an external environment that is your house, your office or wherever you stay and reside. That place, if you could put it into order, you could actually put your inner world or your internal self in order. So what do I do? I actually go meet persons in their house, understand what is it that they need and then declutter their space and provide a proper organized system for their everyday functioning. So that's what I do. That's what professional organizing is. I think it's a different concept altogether because many of us wouldn't be knowing about it. And you say that external environment can change our inner world, right? Absolutely. So outer environment and your inner environment has to go hand in hand. You can't just develop yourself personally and then have an outside environment which does not support that situation. For example, if you visit a place where everybody is happy, you also tend to feel happy. When you visit a place when everybody is sad and gloomy, you also tend to be sad and gloomy. So the environment has a very big role to play in how you individually feel. Even if you are upbeat, really happy and chirpy, you go to a gloomy place, even if you try to pass on your energy to them and make them happy, it's not going to happen because the external environment will overpower the feeling of an individual. So we're going to try and create spaces so that it helps you give the energy that you need when you are down. Because energy usually flows from a higher frequency to a lower frequency. So when you right. keep your surroundings really happy, wonderful, calm and relaxed, it eventually is going to rub off on you as an individual. 
Wow, it's very interesting. Before we go into depth of it, I'm just curious to know, like, what made you change your career path towards your passion? What was that turning point in your life? Okay, the turning point is my husband, and I uh, know he was also on your podcast the very second episode. He's an emotional alchemist, so I was actually with him in his training business. What happened was when uh, he questioned me. what is it you're going to do with your life you don't seem to be showing so much of interest in this field so what is it that plan that you have for yourself so for this i need to give you a back story because he had to ask me this question for some reason right so i want to give you that reason to you so i actually quit my operations i was into operations for close to 8 years 2 years with icic prudential life insurance and 6 years with uh, scope international so i was handling the back office operations be it insurance or retail banking that's what i was into and then when i had conceived i didn't want to have a very stressful scenario so i moved into a training and development role within scope itself so that i can carry the baby to term and also have a good work life balance because if it was into operations i was like working 14 hours a day which was very taxing I chose training and development because Ganesh by that time had started off his own company in a soft skills training company. So if I could garner experience at Scope, I would be able to support him with the initial plan that we had. So I was in the training and development industry for two years with Scope. I delivered, and then at one point of time, I couldn't manage. both home and work you know it was getting very taxing there was nobody to take care of the child as with every woman right so right that's what happened to me as well so then we decided to quit and then join him in the business but somewhere i couldn't really connect to training i was able to train people did enjoy my training but however it wasn't something that i was looking forward to doing every day somewhere that that spark was missing somewhere i couldn't um, call it my own i couldn't say that this is what i'm living for or this is my true calling or this is what i'm searching for in this life it was nothing of that sort so mm-hmm. i couldn't show 100% productivity in that space either so when it came with that situation it was like my mind was kind of idle and an idle mind is a devil's workshop right so i couldn't right. be a person who could just sit still and then lead a homely life you know i wasn't cut out for that kind of a thing it just drove me crazy one aspect mm-hmm. and the other aspect this is not something that i enjoy doing so since i was dilly dallying and i always had this challenge of taking you know decisions at that moment i always procrastinated put it off for later that's how it's been so far my pattern up until that point so ganesh had to give me an ultimatum you better decide right now if it's going to be this way or that way I don't care if you don't uh, continue in this training business with me but I want you to pick out something for yourself and pursue that. Mm-hmm. That is when it really um dawned on me that he is expecting this out of me. Till such time I was like I know I kind of felt that he was okay with it. But then he knew that I was wasting something which I could do productively, right? So it is only that ultimate which pushed me even further in searching what is it that I should be doing. what is it something that uh, makes me really happy to wake up to every single day so that's okay. when i went into a, a discovery so that discovery was like i did a swid analysis so the swid analysis basically had the strengths weaknesses interests and disinterests that i had so all these things i listed down as much as that came to my mind 
And then there is this uh, DMIT test, which I had taken quite some time back. What DMIT is, is it is an intelligence test that is conducted with your fingerprints. Any person who's above two years of age, the fingerprints would have developed. And you just need to go and uh, take this test and then it will tell you your top strengths. So there's totally eight intelligences. It will rank it in a specific order of your fingerprint, right? So it matches it. So I kind of figured out what my top three strengths are. The first one happened to be language. The second skill was interpersonal. My third top strength was kinesthetics, where you actually use your body to do something, right? So that is the kinesthetics. So now all I had to do was marry the types of professions that I had listed out for myself, along with the strengths that I had for myself and see if they were a good match, right? So I did a pros and cons for each of the options that I chose for myself. For example, I chose baking, uh, I chose dubbing, and I also had training, and I also had furniture designing as part of my list. And one of the options was also organizing. Cleaning and organizing was one of the things that I had listed out. So what I went and did, I went and you know corrected and saw my top most strength, how much do I have to employ on a scale of 10 for each of these things? So this is like, if it's for this kind of uh, work that is baking, these three strengths, how much do I play, right? So after arriving all of this, and I also did some background check to see if I have to be a dubbing artist, what is the procedure I have to follow? So I went into an in-depth analysis of how this could be a profession and how it could help me scale, etc. And let me tell you, even though I had cleaning and organizing as part of that list, I never thought that it could be taken up as a full-time profession. So, because until that time, I had no clue about uh, Marie Kondo or any of her work. Since I did like to do it, but I didn't know if it could be a full-time profession. So, I just happened to be discussing with my friends. And this particular friend from my post-graduation, I happened to meet her. And let me also tell you this interesting fact. I haven't been such a close friend of hers at college and I was into this field two years ago. So up until two years ago, which is like I finished college, there was like 10 years in between. I haven't been calling up or talking to her. It is very recently that we connected through that group, right? So we have this WhatsApp group for every batch of us. So through that group, we were interacting and I said, let's just catch up. And when we caught up, she is the one who said, you should read this book about Marie Kondo. You know, the one she's written is Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up. So read that book. And she talks about how you should handle objects. And it is when I read that book, I understood that there's a whole different world out there, right? And then when I went in depth about organizing, I learned in the Western world, there is a big association just for professional organizing. There is tens and tons of people who are into this profession already. And they charge, as per us, you know, they charge exorbitant rates per hour in that aspect. Just for cleaning, would you be saying this much? They charge like $80 per hour. Or some of them even charge $250 per hour if they're really experienced in that field. So... And it was so interesting to know that this is something you can capitalize in an untapped market, which is in India, in this part of the world. And then Marie Kondo was offering her course. She was offering a certification course on how you can be a KonMari consultant and then do this professionally. From then on, it's been my dream to do that course. 
It was a six-month-long process before I could be certified as a KonMari consultant. Wow. Feels like it's meant to happen for you at this point of time. You have to be a KonMari consultant now, right? Yes. Awesome. Okay. So let's go in detail about the technique, okay? Because I want to know what is this decluttering technique, which you right. call it as the KonMari method, right? Yes. Uh, this KonMari method, as the name suggests, was developed by Marie Kondo, a small, petite Japanese lady so who took the world by storm because um, there were already many professional organizers in the market. But however, the difference that she brought to the table was connecting with each object. And then you have to figure out if it actually sparks joy for you. So that was the idea behind her concept. That was the key differentiator from other professional organizers to her. And see, so other professional organizers, the services that they were offering is, we come to your space, we clear it up for you, and then we go away. But what Marie Kondo was saying is, I come to your space. But however, I will only be coaching you. You will have to do the decluttering. You will have to say yes or no. You will have to tell me why you want this or why you don't want this. And I will be with you every step of the process. And then I will support you with efficient storing solutions. But however, you have to be there through the process so that you can get a lifestyle change. Right. Wow. So she she doesn't say that, you know, you have to keep coming back to me. She says that this is a one time process. If you do that to the T, you don't need another professional organizer ever again in your life because your systems are set. Yeah. So her key or unique uh, selling point was the fact that only once I come to your space and she had non-recurring clients, but her calendars were six months booked. Wow. And whatever she teaches to us through her certifications is the same thing. So her intention is that we will only tidy once and then we will set sustainable systems for them to keep following that. The point that you said, uh, connecting with each object and what sparkles joy in you, that's very nice. And as you said, it's one time method where we have actually an association with the object, right? Whether we want to keep in our life or not, Correct. that would be in our mind also. Right. So now if I want to do this, mm -hmm. I want to do decluttering, but I have no idea about it. Okay. Mm -hmm. Where should I begin with? First and foremost of this process, you need to identify why you want to do it, right? So that's like the mm -hmm. key. What is the pain points or challenges you're going through because of that? Because decluttering is an overwhelming process. If you are too comfortable where you are right now, you may start, but you may not complete. The first and foremost reason would be to figure out why do you want to declutter your space? What is it that it needs to entail for you? What is the space for you? You need to define that portion of it very clearly. Is this space for you to rejuvenate? Is this space for your family to connect and bond? Or do you want a lifestyle which is like, I want to be the most efficient as far as I'm home? And you also need okay. to take into effect uh, how long do you spend at home? What are the goals that you have for your home? So it's a place for me to invite friends and connect. So you need to be very clear about what this place is for you. Once you've got that clear, you need to go to the next step, right? You have to envisage an ideal lifestyle for you. When I say ideal lifestyle, you will probably envisage things like I wake up, I work out, you know, your, your day, how it flows and how it needs to look. I want it to look like a five-star hotel. You know, you'll okay. have to envisage those kind of things. What is it that you want visually? 
once you have decided these things, you know, the pain point and what is it that you need visually, then you go to the actual process. And the actual process is you will follow a particular order in declutter. You will not declutter by room or place. You will declutter by category. So there are five major categories that she has segregated into. The first one being clothes. The second category is books. The third category is papers. The fourth category is miscellaneous and the fifth is sentimentals. And anything which does not fall under the one, two, three and five is what is part of miscellaneous. So in miscellaneous, she actually has a Japanese word called komono. So you have to go in this order. Clothes, books, papers, miscellaneous and then sentimentals. And there's also a reason why you need to go in this order is because it is easy for you to identify whether this cloth sparks joy. It's easy for you to identify if your uh, top, your shirt or your, you know, your undergarment sparks joy for you. Your body knows it. You will know it. It's kind of easier when compared to a book. It's easier when compared to an insurance document. It's easier when compared to, you know, a toothbrush. So that's the reason we start with clothes. The next difficult thing is books. So you move on to books. The next difficult is papers. And once you are doing this particular order, you hone your skill of identifying whether it sparks joy for you. So when your skill becomes better, you get better at doing it. And then when you go up to sentimental, sentimental is a challenge, right? Because you don't know, should you keep it for sentimental sake? Yeah. Or should you discard it even though you know it doesn't have any emotional attachment? But it was because of one, some sentiment you're keeping it, right? But by the time you finish right. these four categories and come to sentimental, you will be crystal clear as to whether you need it or not. So that's the reason the order is very important. Okay. First, we should know the reason why we need to declutter. And then if we want to uh, start decluttering, we need to follow this order. Correct. Okay. So as a KonMari consultant, why do you think it is important to follow this and what change or improvement it is going to bring in my life? Okay. From my personal experience, from decluttering my space and also working with the clients whom I've decluttered for, I have noticed visible differences in their lifestyle. For example, you go into the space, you connect with each and every object, right? So let's say, you know, you know, you have so many emotions playing in your mind. Right. And, you know, you don't really have enough time and bandwidth also to process each form of emotion. Correct. But if you're going to set a dedicated time for decluttering and in that dedicated time, you're going to sit through each object and then figure out if it matters to you or not. And what is the emotion that comes to you? You will be in complete awareness. And when you are in complete awareness, what does it do to your emotion? You're just more connected to yourself and you know whether you need this or not. So the more you practice the skill of whether this object matters to me and you're also looking at from the perspective of the final goal that you've set for the house, you're able to connect so very well. So when I have worked with clients, I have been able to help them identify their patterns. And when I say patterns, it could be their scarcity patterns. It could be trigger points which makes them angry or why it makes them angry and reasons why they're not able to let go of a couple of things or reasons why they stock up a lot of things. Each of these patterns are revealed to them when we are decluttering. Hmm. So there's another client that I worked with and she always saves the best for the last. 
mean, she's into art. She's into different forms of crafts as well. Uh, you give her a sketch pad. She has it for 20 years unused because it's too nice to use. And uh, she has like nice handmade paper diaries, which she has not used. So she will use these, you know, uh, recycled gray colored notebooks with thin GSMs because she wants to save the best for her last. When we were decluttering with her, there were a lot of dresses that she couldn't use at all because she saved them. It's too nice to wear. And then by this time, she lost like two sizes down. So now it's like totally unalterable and she's not able to use them at all. So it's her mentality. And when I ask her, why is that mentality? She's like one of 17 cousins or so. And they were all raised together. And she was always being handed out things. She was always handed down used items with her. So she always feels that something which is nice, she wants to reserve it for the last, right? So, and when we're decluttering, we are insisting that she uses the best up first. Okay. Now, what are you doing here? One, you have identified the pattern. Number two, you are giving her daily practice to use the best now. So this, in a way, breaks off her scarcity and helps her move forward. Mm. So, you know, when we say practice self-love, we say practice this habit, do this habit, do this habit. And people just don't do it, right? But when you have a coach who comes and cleans up your entire space, who tidies up your entire space and travels with you for a minimum of two or three months, you have obviously no choice because the coach is right there in front of you asking you to do it. You have an opportunity to practice what you have learned. And by practicing it, you're letting go of that negative emotion it has with it. One other thing is she's learned to say no. So this particular client, because she has been handed down items. So when her mother-in-law or somebody gives items to her, she just receives it. But she wouldn't have chosen that object when she had gone shopping. So she, it's not her taste. So whenever she uses it, she doesn't feel fully connected to it. She doesn't love that particular object. She just waits for it to break so that she can use something new. Right. So now... When she connects with her objects and then I ask her, does this serve your purpose? Do you really connect to it? Does it spark joy for you? And then she says, no, then please let's give it away. I mean, when I say give it away, you're not throwing it. It doesn't mean it's the end of that life cycle for that product. You can always give it to someone else who will admire it more, who will cherish it more, who will love it more. And when that happens, that object is going to be happy and that's going to give you in return the same positivity that you've been giving it, right? Mm -hmm. So she's now learned to say no to her mother-in-law and say, no, it doesn't connect to me. I don't want it. So, and these are small, small things which seem very minute for a family member. You know, your husband might say, so what? Okay, it's just a drinking glass. Let it be. Yeah. Or your mother-in-law might say, just have it. But then every time she looks at it, there's a form of anger that gets triggered, you know? It doesn't connect to me. Why do I need to have it? And when she was able to discuss with me, she felt a big relief of pain. Wow. Because this is a small item that you would not discuss with anyone. And it would seem so trivial to anybody else's eyes. But then when she was able to discuss it with me, she felt a pain being let gone. You know, it just had to go from her. She felt so good. And every time we declutter, the thing that she kept saying is, I'm so glad that I don't have to take responsibility for all these objects any longer. So she felt that she was always burdened. You know, she always had to shoulder the responsibility for so many objects in her house. She was able to let go. She felt so much lighter. So that's what decluttering does. It makes you feel lighter. Uh -huh. It helps you to connect to each item in the house. As a result of which, 
your decision making capability will be much clearer much higher and the connect that you establish with yourself right because whenever you see something it has to connect you that particular connect will develop yeah your rooting your grounding will become much much better and one thing that you all have to notice in this decluttering is right uh, this is a completely different perspective is that each object emits a form of energy just like us each object has a frequency of its own and that particular frequency can be a higher frequency or a lower frequency depending on the love and gratitude we show to it so if you think a favorite object of yours it could be your two wheeler or it could be a car if you love it so much you will just love your rides in it you know you will have most wonderful moments with it you will just connect so well to it if you don't like something let's say the same car if you don't like it you will only be noticing the repairs that it has brought you the cost that is bringing you all sorts of negative things will only be visible and as a result of which every time you drive that's the frequency you will be sitting and driving it in that's the vibration that you will get so each object has a frequency every object in your vicinity has to be with a purpose if it doesn't have a purpose then it's only draining your energy if it is purposefully put there then it is actually elevating the energy for you so when you're decluttering you're actually manifesting new energies in your place you know you let go of the old ones and then you just have new things in your place it just creates a vibrant energy if you do tidying you know there's a difference between cleaning and tidying cleaning is that act of nature you have dust you have to clean tidying is identifying those items which does not spark joy and letting go of them you know it's object specific so tidying also helps you create that energy think of all the items that you've stored in the loft you don't even remember what's there but this is dumped on the lock that's yeah. all stagnant energy if you want to manifest new energies if you want to manifest your intentions your space is of utmost importance mm. because those manifestations have to take shape right okay. and it's like if you already have some form of object sitting there then you cannot have another object in that particular place only if that is gone something else will come in mm. so that's a predominant reason you should declutter as well to manifest your intentions very nice so usually we don't give that much of thought or connection to objects right what you have said is something very new you said the energy and frequency of every object depends on the love and gratitude we have towards it absolutely and every object must have a purpose which actually when you say it makes sense we don't actually think so much in deep correct so uh, for objects that don't sparkle joy you saying that you need to just let it go but some people will be i just want to keep it that's all but it's not going okay. to add any value so in that case right if it doesn't spark joy and you want to keep it you need to ask yourself why hmm. right why do you want to keep it you know every object has a story as in if i take this phone the story would be when did i buy it at what scenario did it buy it did i buy it from my own earnings or did somebody else gift it to me so everything will have a story so this phone i bought it after i lost my new phone which was just 3 months old i lost it so i bought this one with my own earning so there's a love attached to it there is one story attached to it okay. so same thing with every object you'll have a story attached so when something does not spark joy and you want to keep it you have to ask yourself what is the story that's playing in your mind with respect to that object and is that story a positive story or is it a negative story is something that you should 
find out for yourself if it's a negative story then you'll have to ask yourself is this important for the future you because you have your ideal lifestyle right and you have a reason why you're decluttering your space and in that spectrum in that perspective does this object play a role is it important to be in that space so that's what you need to do so you know like you said people don't give importance to objects and people put decluttering as their last priority but when you do this activity once and for all you know you will have a clear idea of who you are as a person what is it that you expect out of life as a person and your choices going forward will also be something that you make out of connection and no impulse buying will happen because every time you go to purchase something right. you will think does this connect to me and if it connects to where am i going to put it is what you will think about okay and when that happens when you don't have a proper space then you might think okay maybe then this is not necessary for my life now or you might say it is necessary for my life and i'm going to create a space in this corner of my house specifically for it so you will not actually get into impulse buying when you connect with each of your objects in your current environment okay so is that the reason you said that this is a one time thing because you you come declutter the house and then every time you purchase something then you will have a thought okay is this object connecting to me correct so the the process is you connect with each object mm. you choose what sparks joy and then you store it efficiently okay. now the person that i am one month ago is not the same person that i am today so the object that connected to me last month the next month when i see the same object it may not connect with me it may not resonate with me. but right. the difference is one month ago you wouldn't have been aware but now after you do this process one month later you are aware that this object is not connecting to me so that's the reason like you said it's a one time process the more you hone your skills of whether it's parks joy whether this object connects to me the more and more you practice it it becomes a natural skill just like you're driving right you drive uh, initially when when you're new to driving you will have to be like concentrated all your five senses will be on the road but once you are so comfortable in driving you're just like you know you'll feel like the king or queen of the road and you don't need to concentrate everything on the road you know you it just happens naturally so just like that the more the skill is honed after a period of time it just naturally kicks in you know the first thing is you hold it you will know whether it connects or not so when it doesn't connect at all you wouldn't buy it and when you're storing as well you'll have to have a house for each object so when i say a house a pencil it could be a case or it could be a pencil holder but there will be a space for each object in your house right your wallet has to go in a particular space uh, or your tv remote will go in a particular space children's book will go in a particular space so you will have to create homes for each of your object just mm-hmm. like how we feel comfortable in our house mm-hmm. each object feels more comfortable in its own designated space so if you want the energy to increase you would obviously create a wonderful space for that particular object it could be clothes books anything you name it you have to have a designated space for it when you do have it every time you are going to go purchase something you will think what is a designated home i'm going to give to this object so when all of this is in, running in the mind obviously you will make only connected decisions you won't be making impulsive decisions yeah very nice so how do you feel doing this now lavanya you're so much passionate and so much into it i, I just feel so liberated wow because i don't have to work any day even in my earlier profession or earlier job 
there have been many days where you know you get up and say oh i don't want to go today oh i don't want to train today you know will there be some call out of the blue canceling this particular training or this particular day you know will they not declare leave or something right so there have been many instances like that but today anytime anybody says please can you come over to declutter or can we have a call regarding decluttering i'm just so happy about it in fact it makes me so energetic so even if i'm in my low it helps me it gives me energy just like how i'm connecting with objects and then seeing if it sparks joy this profession sparks a whole lot of joy for me so by just doing it it just creates a very positive energy so that's how it makes me feel yeah we need that positivity and we need that joy and happiness that's what we require at the end of the day yes so what is your advice to people who want to follow their passion and take that up as a career like how you're doing they just have to go after it from a state of contentment so nowhere should they feel oh because i can't do this let me give it this a hand so since i'm not able to do this let me prove myself in this particular space it's like you know focusing on the lack of not being able to do or it's from a state of negativity not to approach it but from a state of contentment it makes a whole lot of difference because you're doing it for the sheer joy of it you're doing simply for the love of it so when you handle your passion from that perspective from that particular emotional state even when there are downs you will still feel happy about it okay i think we had a deep conversation about the objects its connectivity so much of emotions around objects yeah so let's have yes. a fun round the rapid fire round yeah i have like around 10 questions i'll be asking them and whatever comes to your mind first you can tell them okay sure sure okay so shall we start yep okay okay one thing that you found hard to discard in your life i never thought about any object this much so i don't really have an answer okay what was the deepest fear you overcame i wouldn't say i still have an overcome but then there have been times when this profession would be taken up seriously right so would people actually even um, consider this as a service the organizing and decluttering so that was one of the fears which did keep me which also at times keeps me from achieving what i want to is whether they will consider this as a profession at all so how am i overcoming it hmm. i'm actually seeing visible changes and that serves as a reinforcement every time i work with the client very nice okay what's your favorite destination so far favorite destination anything with the beach and the sun is my favorite destination okay what is the one book that you recommend people to read or that has changed your life well as far as my profession is concerned definitely the life changing magic of tidying up has been my life changing book for sure because that has introduced me uh, to this world and what are the possibilities that it can offer so that is with respect to my profession I'm more of a fiction person. I don't read so much of self-help. I love fiction and the best author that I like is Amish Tripathi because of the innovation that he has brought into mythological characters. So and I like that side of the story as well, mythology. Shiva trilogy, right? Yeah. Have you read all of them? Yes, yes. Awesome. Your biggest inspiration. My biggest inspiration. Hmm. So let's see my biggest inspiration must be Ganesh because he's the one who pushes me from behind so that's for sure 
So my husband Ganesh is one who's been uh, on the forefront and definitely an inspiration. Uh, having a husband by your side who is an inspiration that's superb thing. That's the best thing that can happen in a girl's life I would say. <laughs> of course. Yes, to have a supportive husband is like have everything in the world. Okay. The next question I have rightly framed is what does love mean to you? After asking this question. <laughs> right. Uh the love is the space that your partner can actually provide. So, well that's particularly in a relationship of a husband and wife. The space that a husband or any spouse can provide to the other partner unconditional space i should say is love in that aspect but since i'm in the profession of objects uh when i say love is um something that helps to elevate your energy i will also call that as love okay if you were to time travel what would you be doing Oh this is something that I often wanted to I want to be in the 80s I was born in the 80s but then I want to be a fully grown person by the time I was 1980 right and I wanted to be in a a properly not the middle class family but a well off family I don't know for what reason I think it it stemmed from the movies that Radha has acted in you know actress Radha I always like that scenario that portion of life and I understand so I think if I had to time travel it would be that side <laughs> Okay. Yes. What is the one wrong belief that you had all this time? One wrong belief is that I'm not loved. That's what is something that I've had all through my childhood. So, you know, it could be for various misconceptions that I had for myself, but uh, I'm slowly moving out of that zone. Very good. It's important that we at least realize that the belief is wrong. Absolutely. Who's your favorite celebrity? Favorite celebrity. Well, it's this couple celebrity that I'm really favorite of is Surya and Jyotika. I don't know for some reason I connect so strongly to them and uh, somewhere it's like uh, if I have a couple goal it's to be them. So that's that they're also a part of my vision board. So that's a celebrity couple. Yeah, I think they will be the dream celebrity couple for many of them. Even for me they are one. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. So what is the biggest lesson you have learned so far? Biggest lesson is to have faith. You know, have faith unquestionably in the divine so when you have that you will not have doubts of where you're progressing you know you will not keep questioning yourself am i in the right space am i doing the right thing or even if there's some form of outside um, negativity which is thrown at you you will not be totally defunct and totally down if you have faith in what the divine has to offer it could be any supreme power that you believe in but truly believing that everything is happening for the good mm-hmm. is definitely helped me a lot very nice so there's one last question uh, before we right. move to the last question how can people connect to you and what is your message to the listeners okay so they can always reach out to me through my website which is www.soulfulspaces.in so they can reach me through that website or also on my social media handles which is lavanyaganesh.sfs on instagram and lavanyaganesh as uh, my facebook profile and what i would like to tell the listeners is do not put decluttering as your last priority if you could truly feel the change that it has to offer in their life then i'm sure life will never be the same again awesome okay so we have come to the last question of the section 
So the question is, if you were given the power to change the world for a day, what is that one thing you will do? Wow. Okay. I I just want this place to be more loved. So if this place could be felt and everybody could feel that they are really loved, I don't think we will have to be going through so much of pain that we are going through the world as a whole. So if I could have the power, I would only want to make each person know how much they are loved. And if that happens, I think it makes a sea of a difference uh, in how they see their lives going forward. Absolutely. Even I agree with you. Yes. Sometimes I think our definition of love itself is so different in different aspects and different perspectives. So I also intend, you know, through objects, you can actually understand the power of love too. Because when you can show it to objects, you would be able to reflect it to your other people in the house as well, right? So uh, in a way, I feel grateful. You know, I'm in a space which helps people instill love in their objects. And, you know, you create that environment which is going to give that love back to your entire family, not just you. So in that sense. Very nice, Lavanya. It was wonderful talking to you. You have shared so much about objects, how much emotions we have actually to them. It's an eye-opener, whatever you've said during the entire conversation, how we should see them, how we need to connect with them, how we need to declutter, how much of difference it makes in our lives, with how much frequency and energy they actually vibrate and how we vibrate with them. Thank you so much for coming to my show and sharing all this information with us. It was so great talking to you. Thank you so much, Nimitita. You're doing an awesome job of bringing so many people to the forefront and helping share how they converted their dream or passion into profession. So it serves as a great inspiration to so many more who wants to follow the same path. So thank you so much for bringing into light all these wonderful people. Hats off to you. Thank you so much, Slavanya, and all the best for all your future endeavors. I'm sure you're going to change the lives of lots of people because when they connect to you through this, when they get to know how much objects matter in their life, I'm sure they're going to declutter their house. And thank you so much for the wonderful thing that you're doing. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Devita. So Thanks again for coming to my show. And um, to all of you who would like to connect to her, social media handles are shared in the description below. And thank you so much, guys, for your time and listening to this episode. I'm sure it would have added a lot of value to your life and given you clarity of how to live your passion with a purpose. So if you enjoyed listening to this episode, please do subscribe to my podcast and share it with your family, friends and colleagues and give it a five star rating. And please don't forget to share your comments on what you think about this episode. You can connect to me on Instagram at Power of Passion. I will catch you next week on another inspiring episode of Power of Passion. Until then, stay safe and most importantly, do what you love. Thank you.